Welcome to Global One Media Stocks to Watch. I'm Michael Swido. I'm speaking today with Joe Ovsenek. He's the president, CEO, and chairman of P2 Gold. They're a Vancouver-based precious metals and copper exploration company, which has projects in Nevada and British Columbia. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Michael. Glad to be here. We're going to zoom in today and talk about P2 Gold's project in the U.S. state of Nevada. It's in the western part of the state in a place called Gabs. I understand there's just like one saloon there. It's an intersection of two highways. And it's about 280 miles north of Las Vegas. And you've got yeah. a site there that's potentially rich in gold, silver, and copper. And I understand you've just completed a preliminary economic assessment of the site. So uh, give us a top line view. How much do you think this project is worth? Well, geez, we love the project. and. Las Vegas is a good place to be close to, but um, it depends how you look at it. If you look at it on a net cash flow basis, current spot metal prices, we're about a billion dollars. If we discount that, you know, people like to discount 5% is your typical discount rate for future uh, value on a gold project. We're about 600 million at spot prices. So a lot of value sitting in that project and sitting within P2 at this point in time. So I was looking at projections and your base case forecasts an after-tax internal rate of return of more than 20%. And that assumes the price of gold is trading a bit below 2,000 US dollars an ounce. Uh, and you're projecting that will translate into 3.7 billion US dollars in revenue, certainly not small change. However, gold is actually trading higher than that right now. It's around 2,050 US dollars an ounce. And if it stays at this level or moves even higher, your net revenue could top 4 billion US dollars. Of course, it takes money to make money. So how much capital is required to get this project off the ground? Well, that's a good question because you need the capital to get it going. Well, to build to build GABS, we're gonna need about 200, just under 280 million US dollars to get GABS up and running at producing gold and copper. To get to that point, we think we need about another eight to $10 million to get there. So. All in, I'd say from this point in time, looking ahead, about $290 million will get us a gold mine that's up and running, producing around 150,000 ounces of gold, combination of gold and copper a year. So I understand you'd like to start drilling next year subject to those financing and permitting requirements. So, I mean, how is your liquidity? Do you have enough funds to keep going? And where are you in the fundraising? Well, it's, it's a tough, tough market out there right now and, and what we're planning to do and what we're in the process of working on right now actually is to sell a royalty on on gaps and so uh just explain what that is for those not familiar with the mining business uh, a royalty is is a payment that comes off the top when you, you so we produce gold and copper and then uh, the common royalty you hear about now is a net smelter returns royalty so what that means is you we send our gold and copper off to the smelter and they send, you know, they process it and buy it from us and then they send us back cash. Well, that cash is our net smelter return. And then a royalty is usually one or 2% and uh, of that income flow. So what we are looking to sell is, our target is to sell about a 2% NSR, 2% net smelter return. So 2% of our annual cash flow uh, from the smelters, we'll get, uh, we'd sell that, um, we'd use the proceeds from selling that royalty to move the project forward into feasibility study. So we can get that feasibility study completed and that will put us in position to get going on raising project financing. And that's that's the uh, just roughly $280 million. 
It's interesting that you mentioned royalties. Uh, I mean, I watch a, a fair amount of Shark Tank and uh, one of the judges, uh, Mr. Wonderful, is all about royalties. Uh, I don't normally hear it in your business. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's nice. You just you, you put up some capital up front and then if you pick wisely, invest in the right projects, you sit back and the cash keeps front coming. Uh, you know, our last mine we built, uh, a company, well-known royalty company out there, uh, had a 1.2, well, it still does, has a 1.2% net smelter return royalties on that project. They probably pull in seven, $8 million a year, and the thing's going to be in business. I'd say that mine's going to have 30 to 40-year mine life. That's that's a lot of cash coming back. And I think they paid they paid up for that royalty early on, about $40 million bucks, but still uh, a good return on their money if you look long-term. I'd take that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So I, like I said, I was looking at your presentation and one of the footnotes was about financing and permitting. So give us a top line view now of the permits. What's required and how long might it take to get them? Well, first thing we need to do is permit water and at, at GABS now to get some water permits. Now, um, the thing we have going for us is historically, there was a lot of work done at GABS in say the late 80s, early 90s. And at that point in time, water wells, three water wells were permitted on all property with sufficient volumes of water permitted to meet our needs based on our, our new preliminary economic assessment. So what we need to do is reactivate those permits. So that's one thing we need to get going. So that's our first permit. Once we have that permit in hand, then we file uh, with the BLM for a mining plan of operations. And what that is, 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 a, is a permit where we, we file and we say, this is what we're gonna be doing to the ground here. We're gonna put a, a building here, we're going to put some uh, lay down here. We're going to put heat leach areas here, um, power plant here, that kind of thing. So you lay out where everything's going to be, where the mining's taking place, where the milling or you know the processing is going to take place. So you put that, you lay it all out, put an explanation with it, you file that. Uh, that's going to take. We think that's six months to a year to get that uh, that permit, the uh, mining plan of operations permitted. Uh, once we so we get the water permitted, then we file with that. Then we do our environmental. Uh, now we're already collecting a lot of baseline data in the past. Uh, we will continue to collect some more baseline data, get that filed as soon as we have the mining plan of operations. Our our hope is that we're in a position to start construction in in roughly uh, in roughly three years. So if we can get get things moving forward, as you say, we're capital constrained right now. We need to get this royalty sold. But if we can get that royalty sold in the next while, that allows to move forward and target production, actually pouring gold, uh, you know, realistically, I'd say late 2027, early 2028. So, you know, when it comes to mining, that's not too far down the road. So if we look at the next steps, it sounds like one of them is raising funds with that royalty model and the other is moving forward on the permits. Is that right? Correct. That, that's right. We'd also do a bit more metallurgical work. Uh, just to fine tune the process we're going to use to extract the gold and the copper and silver, but uh, predominantly gold and copper. So uh, we'll do another round of that. that that's going to cost about a half million dollars. So uh, get that done early on uh, and, and then move forward. Okay. I, I think it's interesting. You're, you're noting that your project has a lifespan of at least 13 years and there's potential for expansion after that. Uh, and one of the things I was noticing is that by far the metal that you're going to mine the most of is copper. You're projecting 24 million pounds of copper per year, but the bulk of your revenue is going to come from gold. 
And that is simply a matter of economics. I mean, after all, gold sells more than 2,000 US dollars an ounce, while copper trades at less than $4 a pound. Quite a big difference there. Yeah, huge difference. It's, it's true that you produce a lot of copper. Uh, and then, you know, you've got this mountain of copper and this little pile of gold, and that gold's worth a lot of money. So, yeah, that, you've hit the nail on the head with that. All right. So, speaking I, of a big difference, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say if I look at our revenues and think about it going forward, I sort of look at it saying at, at current metal prices, we're about a, a two thirds of our money, our, our funds, income is going to come out of gold. Revenue will come out of gold and one third out of copper even though okay. we're producing a lot of copper. Really interesting. If we um, look now, I, I want to look at the investing side of this. And if we look at P2 Gold share price, uh, a couple of years ago, it was trading above 70 cents a share. Today, it trades at just eight to 10 cents. So my question to you is, why is P2 Gold a stock to watch? Well, I, I think one reason is we've got, we're sitting on this project, uh, which we, you know, we've built a couple mines in the past. We really like this project, a lot of potential. We believe GABS will be a mine. And so you're sitting on a project and our market cap is, is what? You know, we're trading, we're probably about a $10 million market cap, Canadian dollars. So, you know, seven, $8 million US uh, market cap. And yet we're sitting on a project worth so much. And that's just, a, a, that's just what the market's like today. So. Uh, no love for the junior miners that are uh, in the development stage or exploration stage uh, at this point in the cycle. And so this is the time to buy. It's cheap. You know, better to buy low and, and sell high than the opposite. And oftentimes in the mining business in particular, you see, especially big companies, when they go and buy smaller companies, they won't buy them when times are tough and things are cheap. They wait till the prices are up and then they buy them. I, I don't know why, but that's the business we're in. I mean, as you're saying, there's no love for the junior commodity companies right now. And yet we see that commodity prices are high. Uh, do you understand why this disconnect is there? I, I, I don't understand it. I, I've been through a lot of cycles, got a lot of gray hair, gray hair here. And, uh, you know, I've seen it all up and down, up and down. This one's a tough one because usually when there's no love for the market, metal prices are low. Like last time the market was this bad from my perspective was in that 99 through 2001, 2002. And gold was at $250,000, $250 an ounce. Now we look like, as you mentioned earlier, $2,050 an ounce. And yet the market from a marketing market perspective is in the same straight. So I don't understand it, but at some point in time it will turn. And, and when that turns, we're going to be well positioned to, uh, to, for our stock to appreciate. And that's exactly where you want to be, well positioned. And I think it's really interesting, you know, that while your market cap is low, the assets you're sitting on are really high. So in a way that seems like a great place to be. So uh, I want to thank you very much for uh, very much for joining us today. I mean, it's been a great deep dive into the economics of mining and uh, I wish you good luck with your project in Nevada. Wow, that's appreciated. Thank you very much. And I appreciate the time. Great chatting with you. Thank you, Joe. We've been speaking with P2 Gold President, CEO, and Chairman Joe Olsenek, and you've been watching Global One Media's Stocks to Watch. I'm Michael Swido.